Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. You know what Friday's about with a podcast? Here it is. Getting out of here. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. But it's a Friday, so it's time to reflect with this. Getting to know. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, The Bachelor kicked off on Wednesday night. Season 9 of The Bachelor, where the fairy tale love stories really do come true. And the latest man looking for love is Jimmy, a 31-year-old pilot. He's brilliant. He's handsome. I guess you could say he's a high flyer. I learnt that not everyone's happy for him. And one of those people is Scotty Too Hotty, Abby's husband. The Bachelor. What's your issue with The Bachelor? Jimmy, his name oh, is. Ah, come on, man, a pilot. I had a mate that was in a strong relationship with a uh, hostie. Who does she get with? A pilot. I do Dude's agree. Got all these hot, bloody hosties, you know, probably trying to talk him up because he's uh, in, a, in a good job position there. I dare say pilots get paid pretty good money. He's unemployed. Um, <laughs> There's no one flying well, at the moment. Well, it's his fault. He should have chosen a different trade. <laughs> You're so jealous of pilots. For the women. See, Scotty, I agree with you. I reckon on those long-haul flights overseas, the captain whacks it into autopilot. You're jealous of them as well? Yep. What? <laughs> we also heard from people within the airline industry, and I learnt that, yes, they do get amongst each other. Look at this, too. Um, it very much depends on whether it's international or domestic. Domestic, there's not a lot of time. Mm. Um, right. International, we're all pretty exhausted these days. Mm. Um, I thought you were going to say, Emma, the domestic pilots are no good. They don't look any good, but the internationals are sexy. Oh, no, they all look good. Anyone looks good in a uniform, let's say. But there is a lot of stories of flight attendants marrying pilots. And there's yeah. probably a lot of divorces as well. We always say that the number of divorces matches the number of stripes our pilots uh, shoulder. Oh, <laughs> okay. Is there a, a bit of cheating? There is the uh, the talk of the Dunlop relationships, and when the wheels go down, the uh, relationship is uh, all done and dusted. The so, Dunlop uh, relationships. Yeah. <laughs> We went straight to the source. Jimmy joined us on the show, and this is what he had to say about hooking up with flighties. There are a lot of beautiful uh, single air hostesses, but I try not to drink from the company fountains. That's my reasoning. There you go. Does that mean uh, you've never been with one? Um, oh, look, I mean, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I try, as I said, I try not to drink from the company fountains. Uh, sometimes it sprays in your face. <laughs> <laughs> but when a man's thirsty, he's got to drink, you know. When when the mouth is dry. Well, has there been any um, office romances um, in your office, guys? Do you want to... Anyways, we're going to go. Thanks for bringing it back to us. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Happens well all the played. time. How good is this? We did it, Brisbane. The 35th Olympia tie awardee to Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> After doing a bit of quick maths, if the games are in 11 years' time... That means the stars of then are actually our kids now. So I force my kids to do some sports, right? Yeah. I know you guys laugh, but it's good for them. There's one that I want to cut off from. I don't like watching swimming. For me, it's that Rory does dance after school. How do you think I felt when I'd go and watch the productions that Ethan was in? He was the lighting guy. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Sweet spotlight, bro. Sweet. Well lit, man. They really look like lightning, mate. But 
But to become an Olympian requires commitment, not just from you kids, but from your parents taking you to training. I can't complain. My parents used to come and watch every single ballet concert that I did. Yeah. When was the last time you balleted? Uh, I stopped when I was 17. Mm. And then I took up eating. <laughs> hey, that's still a great sport. Mm. You'd watch mm. that. I would. <laughs> what do you got a Suncorp for this weekend? Oh, Abby's having a big munch down. <laughs> I learned that there's a lot of supportive parents out there in Brisbane who are pretending. I have four kids and they all play a sport. Muay Thai training, basketball, rugby league and dancing. Yeah. Well, between all of those, you might get one superstar out of it. That's not so bad. <laughs> That's my husband's goal. Yeah. One superstar sport player to pay for our retirement. My son's rowing. We're up at 4am. We're out the door at 4.30. He is on the water at quarter to five. My son does soccer. He's been doing it for 10 years, and I'm just I'm just sick of it. Mm. Division five. Not that exciting anymore. <laughs> so you've been pretending for 10 years. Pretend like I'm your son. I've just come off after a game, and tell me how great it was. My Oh, my goodness, son. You did great. You almost scored. Wow. Making her U.S. TV debut, Tones and I. Tones and I. Love catching up with Tones and I this week. Good morning. I learnt she's released so many amazing songs. But can you believe no albums? I know, and I thought the exact same thing. I said that exact same thing because when I'm on tour, I can't even play a one-hour set list without having to put covers in because I don't have enough songs released <laughs> for a whole. I also learnt that now she's a celebrity. <laughs> Call me a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> She's hanging out with some pretty cool people. I'm looking at a photo of you and P. Diddy here. What's P. Diddy like? He's a legend. I met him backstage at Alan DeGeneres, and I was in my dressing room, and someone's like, hey, P. Diddy wants to meet you, and I was like, Oh my god, so I walked in, he's facing a mirror, and as I opened his dressing room door, there was incense and a record player burning. He's facing the mirror, he doesn't turn around to greet me, he goes, Well, well, Tones. While he's not facing me, it was like, he's not the godfather or something, I don't know, right in Paris. <laughs> and I learned that P. Diddy, well, that guy's always working. I think he mentioned that he was um, starting a TV show. Got a photo with the teams and I said some things for his cameraman that he's always filming everything he does, apparently. So. Well, you never know. It's like that thing, isn't it, you know, where you're like, God, I wish we had caught that on film, but P. Diddy will never have that. That's Maybe he just always is constantly in case. Just wearing wearing a GoPro. I I saw a thing on the internet once where people said, if you want to be famous, you should always pretend like you're in that section before the 60 Minutes interview where it's your story before (laughs) you were famous. Like, always pretend like there's a film crew following you for that. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a great idea. (laughs) Sorry, that's why I walk around weird if you ever come in here. <laughs> that's why I'm always with him in the camera. <laughs> it's been a huge week and I've learned a lot. You can learn more too by downloading our podcast. It's on the Listener app. That also happens to be the place where you can win a million dollars with Alpha Bucks. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, we took Rory uh, to the uh, Queensland Museum the other day. Uh, they do a thing uh, at night, at night at the museum. I think it's called... Night, night at, the at the museum, yeah, uh, no. and it's really cool. Uh, they open up the museum at night and they have all things, and they've got the Lego exhibit at the moment, which is um, by Brickmaster from that um, Lego show. A oh, Brickman, yeah, Brickman. Oh, yeah. You know what I do love is Rory's comments. So mm. every weekend, Stab would be at the museum. <laughs> yeah. Every weekend, taking her through because she loved it. She, she loved, loved it. it all. And then he said to her, "He goes, I remember when I used to take you here," and she goes, "No." 
She ran straight up to the shark when we got there. Went, look at this shark. I said, you named that shark. You used to come and have conversations with the shark. Every, we spent so much time here. And then you'd Did go we... outside and it would Oh, that dinosaur songs. Oh, my you God. That? Have you been there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so was she so, so young that she forgot? I think no, so. No, it's just proof that don't do anything nasty for your kids. Kids, kids until they remember. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe it was so traumatic that she's forgotten about it. No, she legit loved that place. And and she legit loved Maybe it. Maybe she hated it. Maybe she, she was did. Playing along. Maybe she did. <laughs> um but uh, it's a really cool ex- exhibition. They got some really cool the, the Titanic one is mind-boggling. You don't even know how they've done it um because the ship's actually broken in half and you're like how is this possible? They'd glue those big ones, don't they? I don't know. I they, don't know. they they couldn't be un- they couldn't be unclickable. Mm. Like No, we spoke to the guy that did it. They do. They they mm. use a glue for They'd have to yeah. glue them together. I'd recommend everyone get along. Because they're going all- on tour. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to go, hey, uh, sorry about this. I just had it in the truck, yeah. went over a speed hump. <laughs> Bugger me, it's all apart. No, they yeah. definitely glue. Yeah. And they have all the hours it took to build and stuff. And there's all little hidden Easter eggs, like in the Egyptian one, you can see Indiana Jones and stuff. But the rest of the museum was open as well. So we went upstairs and they had a snake and a wombat and all that sort of stuff. And then the science centre was downstairs. Um, all the kids love the science centre. love the science centre. Uh, and we were wandering around and it came over the pair that there will be a science exhibition starting in five minutes if you're interested. And where he was like, yes, I am interested. So we went along to that. There's a dude at a bench, and he's doing all these experiments, mm. right? And he, he's very good. He was. Oh, you've seen him? Yeah, and they, they do experiments where you can you can actually see it. You yeah. know, when you can see the steam, you're mm. like, oh, they're not the boring ones we had to do in year 10, which is watch and see if it grows. Well, he, he was showing, come back in six weeks, see how far it's got. He was doing um, what would happen to things in space, and he had a vacuum. Uh, and he, all the kids were sort of up in the, in the front so they could see the best, and all the parents were sort of hanging back. And um, he, w- he would go like, um, okay, so I'm going to put tomato sauce in a vacuum. What do we think? Like, imagine this tomato sauce is blood, and imagine what, what, what would happen, what would happen. And there was a woman standing next to me, right, and she was answering the questions before the kids could even answer. She goes, it's going to get smaller. <laughs> and then it would get smaller, and she goes, see, yeah, it got smaller. Didn't Loudly it? enough <laughs> to, be, to be rocking the crowd, to at it or going, just loud enough no, to be to you, I'm no, smart. Like she wanted to be the, the smartest person. Here we go with some shaving cream. What, what do you think the shaving cream is going to do? Shaving cream is going to get bigger, and then it's going to get smaller. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> <Dr>. <laughs> down. Dr. Karen, can <laughs> yeah. you shut up? We are aware of your PhD. <laughs> yes. yes. Did she have kids there? Were they attempting to answer? Because what I find is sometimes the kids are even more well-behaved. Like, oh, oh, me, mm. me. And they put their hand up to yeah. have like a parent just come and go, oh, I know. See, I I thought that same thing, and I was looking around. I don't think she did. No, she goes every week to see what the answers are. <laughs> that comes back the following day, and then so she can she can tell them. She writes them all down, and then she just comes to every show and just balks the the but dude. Even the kids with a hand up were like, "Dude, could you could you give me a chance? Like, I think I know what the balloon's going to do. Yeah, we all know it's going to pop, mate. You didn't have to yell it for everybody. Did yeah. she get them all right though? It's going to pop, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Did she yeah. get them all right? Yeah, yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she goes over. Maybe she's hitting on the guy. Maybe she's like. Was he getting annoyed though? I don't know if he noticed because he was his sole focus was the kids, and he yeah, was like, okay. he, "But he did say, he did say, God bless him." Because one of the kids um, answered a question without putting her, his hand up. And he goes, "We don't take people that don't put their hands up, do we?" <laughs> <laughs> Karen, <laughs> simmer down at the back. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. NRL Integrity Unit is investigating allegations that New South Wales hooker Apisai Corisau breached biosecurity protocols. There are reports the Panthers star allegedly smuggled a woman into the Blues bubble during the Origin series. 
We all love our football. We all know that the economy is boosted by it and the government does have incentives to keep the, the football um, alive during COVID. But it must infuriate people when they hear stories about this, when they can't see a loved one, they don't have the freedom to cross borders when it's shut. And then you hear things like this. So one of the players who was a debut player, didn't play uh, in game one or game two, but did for game three. Apparently um, got a try for game three. Yeah. I don't know scored. about the football, well, but I can game, tell you the this off. This is game two that they're talking about here. So no, He did it game one and game two. Mm. Oh, he did it for both? Yeah, he did oh, it for both. Strip him of the shield. It's not even a real win. That's well, he a... didn't play for those games, but he was still in the bubble. and He, he was smoked. still in the squad. Yeah, he yes. did. He, uh, he snuck him. a girl into the camp, and then 12 hours later they went to Kingscliff because they were uh, allowed mm-hmm. um, to stay there, Anastasia Palaszczuk said. And then for game two, after the game... This uh, girl that he met on Instagram, meanwhile his wife and two kids are back home, had booked another room at the Sofitel here in Brisbane and he went to her hotel room and then at 6am snuck out. Mm. Oh, but you know what really kills me is they've. I don't. Someone has leaked the story and whether they've, they've bought it, I don't mm. know, but someone's given all the text messages between the mistress and the wife because mm. that's how she found out. This so other lady the mess- wife must have gone through the phone, found the bird. And, and the then- message, yeah. So then she's oh. been, oh, like, you know, really apologetic or whatever. But there's text messages as well between um, the, the player and his wife. And it's just him saying, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I've got no self-control. I'm the lowest person I know. Literally, I can't believe I've done this to you again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just can I just say, yeah. cheating on your wife mm-hmm. and cheating on your wife when you've got kids together. I'm not saying that it's better if you don't have kids. Mm. It is the saddest thing ever, mm. purely for the fact that you're just the saddest human. Like you are just. We're I just putting your needs before someone. I just else, look right? at a, someone who cheats on their family like that, and I just go, "You just, it's you're a sad, pitiful person." But I feel so. I I do feel sorry for her because I think they've deleted all their socials because she's the one that's going to get yeah, abused for it. Why did you take him Why back? Why did you take him back? Why are you still yeah. with him? Mm-hmm. You should have self-esteem. Yes. But I also, it's, too, can respect her for they're married and she's taken her right. She wants to work it out. I don't think you can put it mm. all on her. Especially when you've got kids. And I think there's so many people that have forgiven and it's been a good thing. They've been out of... I know, do believe that. Mm. I think if someone is really remorseful yeah. and you want to work it out, then you can come together and work out what all the reasons were for the cheating and how you can make your, your marriage stronger. Mm. I do believe that. Mm. But yeah. I think if it's multiple times... Well, if you're saying again, like if it's done once and then you forgive and you're like, okay, great, we've worked through all of our trust issues, and he says, I can't believe I've done this again, it's like, oh, can't you? Mm. Yeah, it wasn't an accident when you had to walk, organise those logistics. No, exactly. <laughs> oh, if, you, if you can manage to do it in the COVID times of a bubble and whatnot, you're going to, it's like a Mission Impossible it's pre- mission. It's premeditated. So are we doing a rematch? Is that what you want to do? Do you want to start State of Origin again? I just think, strip, yeah, strip of the shield. Didn't mm. we do some wrong things, though? Like Maroon? Yeah, but that was game three. Oh, and well, he got booted we'd out. Al- we'd already lost. <laughs> he got booted out. Well, they, they are investigating it. Yeah. Well, um, oh, look, now, you can't really strip him of the shield. That's just, you know... Wishful thinking. <laughs> me, me trying to, me trying to um, put some betadine on a wound. Um, but thirteen ten sixty. No judgment here. Mm. We want to hear from how many times you forgave the cheater. So, mm. did you have someone who did cheat on you multiple times? Did did you forgive them, or at what point did you go? No, that's it. Mm. Was it number two? Was it number three? 
Um, because at the end of the day, I can also spit all of my thoughts and what I think. But you're not but in that situation. I'm not in that relationship. And you don't know what else is going on. And there's a friend totally. of mine that um, said that he was willing to forgive his wife many, many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was that she just turned around and said, don't forgive me anymore. Right, because like, I've been doing I, I think, it. I think I've had enough of this relationship. Mm. Wow. Do you know? And there were so many oh, times that he fun. wanted, but he wanted to hang in there. And she's like, yeah. I'm trying to tell you, I um, haven't been happy. Mm. Yeah. I think I could I could definitely, and this is not a free kick, babe. We're going out on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Esther are going out together. Wait, 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 no, I'm not no, saying. No, I know. You guys. I'm not saying that I would, that she's allowed to. I'm just saying that our situation now, if she cheated on me once mm-hmm. and it didn't continue with whoever it was, we're in a position where we've got so much at stake with our family. I would try my best. Yeah, to, to work on it. Yeah. And Second be- time, no. Well, I, I just, I so don't like the idea. I know, as I started that sentence, yeah. I was like, what? Uh, but no, I don't feel like she should have to cop abuse now. Of course not. A- as the wife who hasn't done anything wrong hmm. for now you're staying with him. All right, anonymous number one. How many times did someone cheat on you? Hello? Hey, it's you. Oh, hi. Um, so mine was, sorry, it wasn't an actual affair. It was a, an emotional affair overseas with, with an overseas um previous girlfriend one was from 15 years ago and then one was from 30 years ago who Uh had he had reached out contacted them um and then that one i found out about he was extremely remorseful we got back on track things were great and then his girlfriend from 30 years ago contacted him wow and they were both from overseas so there could never have been any physical meeting Mm. that's right um, so the one who contacted him from his 30 years ago relationship with her, they were 16 when they met. They went out for a, a year. He fell into an absolute uh, fantasy land okay. where everything was all about her. Um, he, we separated over it. All right. Um, he left, went out, lived by himself for about... A month, and no. then I kept on trying. He finally decided that this other lady had a little bit of, not psychotic tendencies, but unusual right. issues. But he mm. nearly, he had organised to go and meet her overseas. Uh-huh. I saw like, um And so you guys are back together now? We're back together now. Do you yeah, just have so- the Wi-Fi password or...? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it has been an extremely long process. Yeah, and training. The trust yeah. is never there again. Because it would have been. Because I know you say it's not physical, but it is that emotional. And reading the the, the comments that I guess he hadn't said to you, or those, mm. and like you said, he's obsessed with this fantasy, like fantasy, the ideal thing. But reading it must have been so heartbreaking. I had read some, and I actually heard conversations where he said to her, "Oh." I just need to see you to work out how I feel. Oh. He hadn't seen her for 30 years. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, all right, and anonymous number two is on. We're asking how many times did they cheat? Um, a lot more times than I can even uh, count. So if you had to put a number on it, though? Eight. Pretty much. Eight that you know of? Um, 
Yeah, eight that I know of. Right. Okay, and, and what was it? What was it every time of why you went back? Obviously, you, you love them, but I what, have a few kids. Okay, so mm. yeah. And what it sort was, of things would he say? I guess he would promise that it would never happen again. Oh, uh, it would be. Uh, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. You know, it wasn't about it. I didn't love her. I love you. I just I couldn't do it. So, what was the last straw? What made you on the eighth time go? This is it. Um, I ended up in labour and he wasn't there, and I ended up going in by myself, emergency cesarean, and then come out, and then I was just like, no, nah, that's it. So he was with another woman while you were giving birth to your child with him? My best friend. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, don't yeah. go back to him. How's your trust going <laughs> with people? I don't trust anyone. No, that's fair enough. Wow, that's heavy. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But that's all right. Have you, do you have a partner now, or are you just... You just no. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I good. can't ever trust anyone else. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, thanks your story. For being honest. But that's okay. I would like to say hi, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are, Paul. <laughs> and now all of Brisbane knows who you are as well. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Thirteen ten sixty. Uh, let's do a bit of a public service announcement here. Can you see your neighbour naked? You know, it's awkward because you don't want to tell them. Mm. You can't say that you can see them, especially if you've lived beside them for 10 years. Just jump on the air now, 13, 10, 60, and say, hey, just want to let my neighbour in Cornubia know I can see you nude. I dread to ask why. Well, you, you guys have both been to my house, and you know our uh, lounge dining area upstairs? Lovely. Um, it's because our block slopes were up high, mm. and that there's a house directly behind us, mm-hmm. and we've got a glass bifold door, mm. and Esther and I... Because we've only got the one bathroom, we're always sort of walking out nude, dealing with the children, trying to go to the toilet, trying to go to the shower, trying to get to the kitchen or whatever. Mm. The other day, I was in the shower, home alone with the kids. They were going hammer and tong in the lounge room. So Mm -hmm. I had to go and break up a fight, like a ref in the UFC. You know, when one of them's knocked out, you jump in and you separate (laughs) them. And I was completely naked. And when I stood up... And I was telling them off. I was like, you need to leave your sister alone and Eden. I know that you antagonise your brother. Don't tease him. Wagging Zander. two fingers at him. Yeah, I was. Waving away. <laughs> Waving away. Three right, then. Three then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look up and there was my neighbour behind. They're a young couple. They've had just had a baby recently and he's there bouncing around with the the baby, but it was night time. It's like okay. 7.30 at night, so the lights were on. Mm. And you know when the lights are on, you can see everything happening in there. Mm. I look up, and he's looking out his window, and I've thought, well, he can see me naked. If I run out the way now, he's going to know that I know he's seen me. Mm. So I'm just going to continue as if I haven't seen him there. And I reckon he's had the same thought, because he didn't look away. He mm. kept staring out the window for a very, very long time. And I think his thought... If I quickly turn around now, he's going to know that I've seen him naked and I don't want him to think that. So we both stood there for probably five minutes longer than we needed to to know that the other person knew that they we didn't see them naked. It's a long distance. Yeah, I don't think he saw anything. It's a long (laughs) Long distance, distance. son. I reckon he was standing there going... Is that Esther or is that Maddie? Like, I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it would have mattered. Solid gag. Thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> it. It is a far distance, though, right? Oh, uh, what do you Not say really. about 50 metres? It's close yeah. enough that I can see 
20 metres? His glasses. I can oh. see what type, like the logo on his shirt oh, okay. and things like that. close, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. And there's no trees there because I cut all the trees down. <laughs> That's what we did. See, I, I don't like doing this because I we're, we're, our house is the one that everyone can see into. Yeah. And you know when you're inside your house... You kind of go, oh, no one's really looking. It's my or, bubble. Yeah, that's yeah. what we think. And I shout out to the guys across the road because I met them yesterday. Uh, Metricon, they're building a big house there. And I go, I don't, I think they can see a lot more into the house. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. We had a, um, after the first house that me and Kat lived in together, uh, and I was um, out the, I, I walked around naked all the time. Very, like, yeah, you used naked, to do naked, sing, naked, star. sing Star naked, all that sort of stuff. And I was sitting out on my front deck, and a, a friend walked past that I hadn't seen for ages. I was like, What are you doing here? And she goes, oh, I'm going to a housewarming party. I know your neighbours. So I was like, Oh, I'll come next door. She, yeah, come next door. Went next door. They could see everything from the, the dining room to the lounge room to the kitchen, like the whole outlay. And I'm just strolling up and down, doing my thing. Did you should never you? go to neighbours' house and see what they can see. Yeah, I know. No, it didn't stop me. But then the no, next, uh, next week, I was walking around naked and I heard the next door neighbor was really close we're in Paddington really close together and I heard someone next door go oh my god that's disgusting and I ducked right down <laughs> on the floor and I was lying on the floor like oh god sorry and then I heard her say you know I don't like tuna casserole I was like, oh sweet got back like, up were you, holding stab naked. <laughs> were you holding a tuna casserole at the time <laughs> it was my special thing next time my idea is I, I thought about later I was like I wish I had a waved like, would he have waved back? Would that have been the point where he would have held the "I haven't seen you," or would he have just gone "Yeah, hey", hey. and then waved? You know, it would have been funny if he did. If he did do that, and then like he comes over for a beer or something and just starts stripping off it. <laughs> That's what you guys do here, isn't it? I thought that was the thing, oh, aren't you? Uh. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Can you see your nude neighbour? That's what we want to know here yeah, this morning. Yeah, let them know. Give them a bit of a shout out yeah. the area you're in. No names or anything like that. Obviously, no. you can just say, hey, I'm in Oxley. I've got a nude neighbour. Mm-hmm. Remember that uh, ad we shot on top of the car park? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it would have been about 100 people, I would say. Naked? Before no, COVID no, no. times. No, and we were up on a rooftop. And this guy <laughs> opens his opened hotel the curtains completely naked. Starkers. And just stood there and just went... Oh, yeah, they've all seen me. So he didn't look away and just went, yep. yep. And then eventually he realised that everyone was like, whoa. So he put his hands behind his head yep. and went, yep. Yeah, see, because that's what you got to do, go confident. Even if you are ashamed as hell, I think you just pretend like you don't care. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Uh, can you see your nudie neighbour as well? Sean in Burpengary East. G'day, team. How are we? Yeah, We're good. good. Can you? So I am the nudie neighbour. Ah, mm. my my bathroom window goes directly into his lounge room, so where he makes his dinner, <laughs> where he's watching TV. So if I, because my exhaust fan doesn't work that good, I have to leave the window open. Right. And the other day he's like, "Oh, can you come around and fix my tap?" So I just just oh. do the same thing. I had a look, and <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> the window, the way the fence palings are, there's a perfect gap between them. So if he saw steam or his, his wife saw steam, yeah, it's yeah. not going to be pretty. Yeah, he removed that fence but, paling. <laughs> no, just... <laughs> It's a brand new fence. So <laughs> Sean, um, my, uh, my brother-in-law's got this thing. He's loaded, so it's probably very expensive. But he's got a button he can push on his window and it... Oh, they go the, dark, don't they? Yeah. The glass, yeah. Sean, now you know yeah. that he can see anything. Have you changed it, though? Oh, definitely not. No, no, no. No, no. no you were there <laughs> first. I mean, it's, 
it's like, mate, he's just standing there. You, you, got, you had to be happy to stand there for a while mm. and just stare at your neighbour. So I'm, I'm the same. I was just yeah. happy because it's warm. You all, you just got out of the hot shower. <laughs> that was you know, my you, thought you too. You know, someone looking, you just smile and nod. Like, <laughs> I was at my know, best, Sean. I definitely was, mate. Uh, good, good on you, buddy. Uh, no ladies calling through. No. So you could be, be, um, be anonymous if Maybe you want. Maybe they don't want to have their neighbours stop. Ah, good point. Oh, Ooh, yeah. The sexy tradie next door is always running around naked. Yeah, I noticed my neighbour's not calling, so I won't stop then. <laughs> Michael, in Cornubia. In now, this one, this one scares <laughs> me a little because the house I just told my story about was in Paddington, but you've got a nude neighbour. Yeah, when I was living in Paddington, uh, I had a guy who used to come out uh, pretty regularly naked on his balcony, and he was up high, but uh, there was one particular morning which... Uh, yeah, set me back a bit. I'd had a pretty uh, a big night the night before. I had a lot of friends around. We had a fair bit of drinking. I actually got wet that night as well, and my cat escaped. And uh, my girlfriend sort of woke me up really early, worried about the cat because she could hear him meowing. Yeah. So I went outside, pretty bleary-eyed, looking around for the cat, and I noticed him up on the roof of my neighbour's place. And this is on the hills at Paddington near uh, McGregor Terrace. Oh, uh, yep, there we are. And so I was wondering how I'm going to get this cat down. Fortunately, my son's, uh, my neighbour's son came out, but he was naked. And I thought, oh, okay, it's too early for this nonsense. <laughs> but then the neighbour came out, and he was naked as well. So they're both naked out in the balcony. Yeah. And he's obviously heard the cat as well. He now grabs the cat, thinking, oh, where's this cat come from? Mm. And he looks down at me, and then he puts the cat in front of his junk to uh, hide everything <laughs> up. And he just gives me a little sort of, a, you know, a little bit of a nod going, is this your cat? And I just nod back, just slowly, just thinking, this is way too early. Wow. And, uh, it, look, it, it must have been a bit of a cold morning, I think. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. well, you can't judge. The no. irony of covering your junk with a pussy. I know. Good on you, mate. I, know, I didn't want to go there. I yeah. thought I'd leave that to you guys. You're yeah. welcome, Michael. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throughout history, mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. It's alive! It's alive! The moon landing. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Cloning a sheep. A lamb called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one and one million? Brisbane has created some fine humans who've achieved, achieved some great things. Mm. King, Wally Lewis, when we talk rugby league, Alfie Langer as well. But who is going to be the person we know as the king or queen of numbers? The number is between one and one million. We have given no clues about this. It's been generated by a computer and only the producers know it. Your job is to tell us what it is and achieve greatness. Mm -hmm. Well, the new king is called... Corey from Kabucha. King Corey from Carbo. It's got a nice ring to it. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Morning, Corey. Morning. Right. What, do you be, what do you want to be wearing for the statue? Because I know like mm. the, the footy players obviously wear their shorts and all that. What do you want to be wearing? 
I was, I was hoping to have like, um, you know, the Borat suit. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Mankini. Like that. Mankini. And, yeah. And and then and then maybe holding like something like the Olympic torch, standing on a statue, and, and we'll just place that in the vulture somewhere. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So having said that, you can have it wherever you want, I guess. But we are willing to whoever picks this number to give them their statue in B one hundred and five reception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> That sounds good. All right, mate, we're looking out the city here on the top of Caxton Street. The trains have stopped on the train line. William Jolly Bridge has come to a standstill. The rower is, there's rowers in the middle of the river just stopped all's down looking at us going, yeah, all right, they threw them away as away. well. They're yeah. really dedicated They did. Not even drifting. What is the number, do you think, that's been generated by a computer that is between one and one million? 120,303. Okay, you just cut out. Can you say it again? One hundred and twenty-five thousand three hundred and three. Okay. okay. Our producers are the only people that know it. All righty, let's see. All right. <clears throat> Why that number, Corey? Oh, I, I don't know. Just, I wish that's how much money I had, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Okay. Is there going to be a King Corey from Caboolture statue in B105 reception? 125,303. Is that the number between one and one million? No Corey statue today. Uh. Sorry. All good. Cheers, guys. Good on you, buddy. Good on you. Does anyone feel like they want to have a guess now? I feel like like I'm ready. You're ready to have a guess? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it now? Mm-mm. No? no? I feel like you should do it now. No, because I've got places to go today. I haven't got time for all the interviews yeah, and the photos fair and the yeah. pouring the Tick stuff on me parade. for the Let's do it now. Yeah. Statue. I feel like I want to do it now. No, I don't want to block. You do yours, yeah. I don't have one yet. I'll okay. do it. You want? Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. All right. Is the number 2032? <laughs> 2032. See what I did there? Yeah, the Olympics, baby. No. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That came that came with attitude. Like, it did. It did. Less disdain would have been nice. Yeah, but I'm, I'm she, she tried, believe me. Yeah, okay. Have yeah. you ever had a conversation with the girls out there without disdain? Or is that just me? <laughs> One, but she was a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's me who the issue is there, if I'm honest with you. Brisbane wakes up with Stav, Abby and Matt on B105.